Hello?
Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Persian Rug. This week is going to be a little bit more fun and upbeat than last week. Um, of course, the Armenian people are still in mourning and the war in Artsakh is still continuing. Um, and collectively, the Armenian people are in a state of panic and grieving. And I still urge you guys to keep up with what's going on in the caucuses and please consider donating um to the armenia fund at armeniafund.org um i will if you follow me on instagram i will be posting links of places to donate and my instagram is keeping up with what's going on in the war so if you guys are interested in learning more definitely keep up with my instagram and you will also find a bunch of other Instagrams that I promote that are also um, telling the history of Armenia as well as the current situation in Armenia. Regardless, this week's episode, I tried to make a little bit more fun, both for me and my listeners. I've been really homesick, obviously, due to what's going on, and the music that I grew up listening to was a lot of Persian pop and disco music, and that's what I'm going to be playing today. I made a set with of an hour, it's an hour long, and I'm just going to play it through s- straight for an hour. And if you're interested in learning about those artists and the music that I'm playing, keep listening and I'm going to give a little bit of backstory about these artists and who they are, where they come from, all of that, because a lot of the Persian and Armenian music that we listened to growing up was actually not made in our native countries, particularly due to displacement and censorship laws, etc, etc. I will get into all of that if you're interested in learning about it. Again, as I said, keep listening. And with that, um, I'm going to start playing some music. I hope you like it. It's really, really fun stuff. It's the type of stuff that we often dance to. So if you want to dance, you can, but I'm not going to force you to do anything if you don't want to. Um, Yeah, this is just a little piece of my life actually it's very personal to me all of this stuff because it's really the music that I grew up listening to
سینه امای تو گل شهایقی تو گل شهایقی وقتی از در تو میای تنبل کلاس میشم سر امتحان عشق گیج و بیحواس میشم من گیج و بیحواس میشم دست من خوندی منو برجوری سزوندی منو مثل یه برده کجا ها کنا کشندی دست من خوندی منو برجوری سزوندی منو مثل یه برده کجا ها کنا کشندی کلاس منتظره زنگ تفریح میشینم تا که این زنگ بخوره تو حیات تو رو ببینم وای تو حیات تو رو ببینم سر زنگ هندسه میگم این درس و بسه کاش که این زنگ بخوره دل به دلدار برسه دل به دلدار برسه بپسر کلاس منم توی درس عاشقی تو کبیر سینه امای تو گل شقایقی تو گل شقایقی وقتی از در تو میای تنبل کلاس میشم سر امتحان عشق گیج و بیحواس میشم من گیج و بیحواس میشم خوب دست من خوندی منو برجوری سوزندی منو مثل یه برده کجا ها کشندی دست من خوندی منو بچوری سوزندی منو مثل یه برده کجا ها کشندی
کاشتی رفتی تنها گذاشتی رفتی باز منو کاشتی رفتی تنها گذاشتی رفتی دروغ نگم به جز من یکی دیگه داشتی رفتی یکی دیگه داشتی رفتی باز منو کاشتی رفتی تنها گذاشتی رفتی باز منو کاشتی رفتی تنها گذاشتی رفتی دروغ نگم به جز من یکی دیگه داشتی رفتی یکی دیگه داشتی رفتی گل پشت رو نداره پشت تو کردی بر من بگو مگو نداره رو کن به هر کی خواستی گل پشت رو نداره باز منو کاشتی رفتی تنها گذاشتی رفتی باز منو کاشتی رفتی تنها گذاشتی رفتی دروغ نگم به جز من یکی دیگه داشتی رفتی یکی دیگه داشتی رفتی Thank you. 
بعد فداد فدای اون چه شد میخوام این رو بدونی که میمیرم برات I'm 
نشاد نشی نشاد نه
that's my set. Um, if you're still here, awesome. Glad you made it this far. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the music I played, the artists I played, what the story is, all of that. I'm not going to get into too much detail. I'm going to keep it short. Um, just kind of a little bit of a crash course because I know that a lot of people who listen are not actually Middle Eastern or of Swana descent, which is Southwest Asian, North African. So yeah, I try to educate a little bit on these kind of things, like the pop culture of the Middle East. Um, you know, so a lot of the artists that I did play are of Iranian ethnicity. So when I say Persian music, Persian, it's grouped by a language and not an ethnicity. So there are multiple ethnic groups living in Iran and who qualify as Persian. Like a lot of Afghans are Persian. I'm Armenian and I'm also Persian. Um, so there are lots of ethnic groups. And so a lot of the Persian singers that came out of Iran are of different ethnicities. Regardless, the pop culture and the pop music, the dance music, was heavily influenced by Iranian, ethnically Iranian people. Um, with that said, I did play, the last song I played was was by Andy, who is like, if you're a Persian Armenian, you love Andy. He is like a household staple. He's also a lovely human being. Um, everyone claims to be his cousin. I don't know if any of us are actually his cousin, but it's a thing that we do. So as I mentioned earlier, um, a lot of the Persian music that we grew up listening to post-late 70s was not made in Iran. A lot of it was actually made in Los Angeles. 90% um, of the people that I played relocated or were exiled from Iran after the Islamic Revolution. I think the only person that I played who did not um, leave Iran as a result of exile was Hayadeh and she was, a lot of people consider her like the Persian Maria Callas or like Iran's Maria Callas because she wasn't just a pop singer like at the first half of her career was really like traditional Iranian folk music, classical music. She's a trained um, Persian singer and she's known for her range in Iran. And um, she studied Avaz music, which is like the classical form of Persian music. And she did though leave Iran voluntarily prior to the revolution in 1978. She moved to the UK um, but because she's considered a singer who made music for the royal family, which was like the Shah, which if you don't know anything about the Islamic Revolution, was they overthrew the Shah. Khomeini came into power by overthrowing the Shah, who was exiled. Hayadeh was pretty loved by the royal family, um, and she was also a supporter of the Pahlavi family, so when Khomeini came into power, then she was essentially exiled because if she ever returned back to Iran, she would have to speak to a different authority. Um, so she moved to the UK and then eventually to California. She died very, very young. She died, I believe she was 47 years old when she passed away. 
and um, she did have a lot of health issues and issues with alcohol and drug addiction uh, that was pretty well known in her persona although she was to this day her impact on Iranian music is unprecedented um, and it's important to note that a lot of the women who left Iran was because there was a ban on women performers. They were not allowed to sing in public. So even for those who did stay, a career in music was essentially stifled. And the most famous music musicians that I played today were definitely Hayade, as I mentioned, and Leila Forugar, which is my family's favorite musician. I grew up listening to a lot of her music, and she also did kind of like a mix of both folk music as well as pop music because she's also a little bit older than some of the musicians that I played today. So she's definitely a staple in Iranian households or Persian households. Um, she was also a child star prior to the revolution. So almost for three generations, maybe even four now, we all know her in some shape or form. And she's played a role in all of our childhoods in some way. So that's really interesting. I mean, I grew up hearing stories about her. I don't know which, again, like Persian families love to like make up stories. But a story that I grew up hearing was like right before my parents or my mother's family um, escaped Iran during the revolution. The person who bought their family piano was Leila Farugar. And... I don't know if that's true. I don't know the if the timeline adds up, but that's something I heard a lot growing up. So that always makes me laugh. I always think of her. I always think of that story when I listen to her music. And the rival to um, Layla was Shohre Solati. I kind of butchered her name, I think. I'm really bad at pronouncing Persian words. I apologize to anyone who is Persian and listening. But yes, she's another artist who's pretty well known in Iran and rivaled Leila Farogar and I played her music of course she opened she opened the set for us and her story is actually interesting because although eventually she was exiled from Iran she didn't escape Iran she coincidentally was doing a series of performances in the U.S just before the revolution happened in 1979 and so while she was in the U.S. Um, the revolution happened and she was no longer allowed back into Iran due to you know the leadership and you know I want to talk about Iranian politics but that one requires I believe another person to have a con that conversation with me because I think there are so many different opinions on the Islamic Revolution and but I do suggest and hope that people really read further into it than what the West has been telling us about the Islamic Revolution because there are multiple sides of the story as well as the fact that the US government definitely helped instill a coup and led to the revolution so America loves to paint itself like the martyr in every situation of course when really they have caused much of the damage in the Middle East. With that said, it is really important to remember that Western narratives and rhetoric really shift our understanding of the South 
of Southwest Asia and North Africa or the Middle East. There are so many terms for it. I believe the Middle East is a colonial term, which I'm trying really hard not to use it, but it's more widely known than Swana. But again, let's unlearn some things, particularly referring to an entire region as the Middle East doesn't sit well with me. But, but what my point was is that the rhetoric that is constantly being pushed onto us is deeply rooted in Islamophobia. So I urge you guys to think back and look at the knowledge that you have of Iran, of Afghanistan, of all of these South Asian and Southwest Asian and North African regions, of Lebanon, of Iraq, and rethink the rhetoric that you know and unlearn the Islamophobic subtext of that history, if you will. And I'm Armenian. I'm from, I'm Persian Armenian, but I'm not Muslim. Armenian, Armenia was the first Christian nation, and it's a Christian nation surrounded by Muslim powers. So really, this extends to the Armenian community as well. The rise of Islamophobia in the Armenian community needs to be checked. But, you know, I digress. This is off topic. I said I was going to give a oral history of these musicians. But you know what? It is important to talk about these things. And it, again, it's my platform. As I said in my last um, episode, radicalize yourself. Maybe that's going to be my thing to end every episode with radicalize yourself. But you know, I really do mean it. And next week, speaking of exiled Iranian artists, the most famous Iranian artists of all artists is Gugush, and my next episode is going to be kind of like a retrospective, an homage to Gugush because she is like the queen, like she is the diva, she is, I'm trying to think of like a close um, comparison in Western culture, but it's really difficult, particularly because the, like America produces divas like left and right, um, but Gugush is like you know, the most important figure in, like, the Middle East and the music that has come from it. But she has experienced so much trauma in her career that she deserves her own episode. I haven't played any of her music in this episode because I was saving it, so get ready. Anyway, thanks for listening. As I said earlier, radicalize yourself.